You're listening to the Fresh Takes on Tech podcast, a show from the International Fresh Produce Association. This is a show for people interested in the intersection between technology and the produce and floral industries. Every week, we explore the problems, solutions, people, and ideas that are shaping the industry. If you are interested in the innovations that create change, this is the place for you. Let's dive in. Hello, this is Vani Estes, your host for Fresh Takes on Tech. Today, we're talking to Shelby Lane. She's the director of ESG Hub at Bolthouse Farms. I understand, Shelby, that Bolthouse Farms has fairly recently announced this new ESG Hub that you're the director of. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and maybe even define ESG for the uninitiated listening to this podcast? Absolutely happy to. I'll kick it off there. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. It is a lens through which we look at our business in order to both make business decisions and to consider various stakeholders. We founded the ESG Hub here at Bolt House last summer and recently announced that founding. And the idea for us is that we've always had practices within Bolt House Farms that have focused on our impact on the environment, people, and our business structure, but it really hadn't been codified into a core and cross-functional team. And so given who we are and where we're headed, we felt like it was just really the right time to pull that together and to make sure that we were using resources all across the company to continue to be the best version of ourselves. And that really raises the visibility both inside the company and outside the company, right, of what you're focused on. Absolutely. It's really interesting because once the hub was founded, these inbound inquiries and requests and questions were coming in on projects. And so we're able to make connections across the business. Hey, you two should really connect. Or is there a way to integrate these projects? And the things I find most interesting in terms of how it interconnects is that it's not disparate parts of the business doing their own thing. And the ESG hub, I mean, the name of a hub really evokes that image of connecting into different areas. It's not just a team in one corner of the business. Our job is to connect across the whole organization and to help teams meet their business objectives through a lens of ESG, while also asking questions and pushing boundaries in terms of how our business today and where we want to go is impacting all of these different stakeholders. Excellent. For this particular conversation, I wanted to focus a little bit around your goals in regenerative agriculture, and you've made um, doing some great work in that area. So how does the center connect with your goals in regenerative ag? And just talk a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. So last summer, we went to our farming team and said, if you could farm in a way that honored the land, what would that look like? How would you grow if you had every resource available to you? What would those farming practices look like? How should we be thinking about the future of farming? And the practices that they described really were what regenerative agriculture is. And so it was eye-opening for us to say, if you go to those growers and ask, what does it mean to farm in harmony with the land, that regenerative practices are what were named. And so it was really 
an eye-opening moment for us to say, we need to incorporate these more deeply into our business practices. And so that allowed the ESG hub in conjunction with our farming team to develop a partnership with each other and then also develop a partnership strategy in developing a regenerative agriculture program. That's really interesting. So talk a little bit about that process. Like when there, did you go in with a regenerative mindset to talk to them when you first started talking to them, or did you listen to them and then think about regenerative ag? What kind of, what came first? And then also in this question, talk a little bit about what your definition is of regenerative ag. Sure. So on the first part, it was really asking our farming team about how they would practice in a way that honors the land and is in sync with it. And the, the practices they named were regenerative in nature. We did not come in with that predisposition. And in fact, the questions that we asked were even broader than that. Again, if you were setting up a farm from scratch, if you were farming with all of the resources, how would you choose to farm? I mean, that was really the nature of the question. It was quite broad. Now it's easy to recap it in a way that feels a bit leading, but at the time it was really a very broad question. So it was fortuitous for us to hear that and to see as a society where we are relative to regenerative agriculture, but it's incredible when you open those broad questions, how that connects in. In terms of defining regenerative, I'll give you how I think about it. But I think as uh, you and the industry more broadly know, there's not one concrete definition. There's many different interpretations and the industry is still trying to codify that exact definition. But at the highest level, the way that I love to think about it is a closed loop farming system that if working full steam is really self-sustaining, it doesn't need external chemicals or other inputs in order to continue to grow and monitor itself against external pressures. So I like to think about it, what can we do to keep that loop going and to be self-sustaining? If you also think of definitions more broadly, and I'm sure we'll get into this uh, later in our conversation here, but the Regenerative Organic Alliance has certain pillars that really caught our eye as they're talking about, you know, when we think about what it means to define this, they talk about, quote, promoting holistic agriculture practices. And with that term holistic, again, being what I think of as that closed loop cycle. And then there are certain metrics or certain variables that, you know, they really think about of how you can go after creating that holistic set of practices. So are you giving, when you talk to your growers, are you giving them principles to grow by as you go down this path? Or are you giving them like a a rule book or how are you trying to get them to go this direction and adopt regenerative ag? It's a great question. I feel incredibly grateful and lucky to be working with our ag team because they are the experts in this topic. They are the ones who are studying and researching and implementing the practices. So it is led by them. Where the intense partnership comes in is to say that I'm working in conjunction with them to connect into different research institutes, to connect into different certifying bodies and say, hey, here's how we're thinking about it help bring us up to speed relative to the most recent research, and let's make sure we're bringing those into play. What I like to say when talking about how we're thinking about it is 
we're not trying to prove that regenerative agriculture works. And when I say works, I mean can yield certain metrics around carbon sequestration or uh, percentage of organic matter in soil. Those studies have been done. What we're trying to do is to connect in with research institutes to say, how can we take all of the science that already exists around regenerative and match it to the most up-to-date information and research, and then advance even more based off of that. So it's really that partnership between the ESG hub, our farming team, and external stakeholders to continue to look at our practices as we're testing this out and to continue to bring it up to speed. So you really have a partnership strategy of using kind of everything that's out there. Absolutely. That's been really core to our approach of saying what are our core strengths and then how do we connect in with individuals. The way in which we are approaching regenerative is really that it is ecosystem based. And it's something that certain certifying agencies and different groups are also abiding by is that if the only thing we focus on right now is one particular part of it or one practice, it becomes too myopic for the spirit of the movement, right? If the idea is to focus on soil health, once you touch into that realm, you're now talking about a whole world of different stakeholders. You're talking about the different insects and pollinators. You're talking about the workers that are in the field. You're talking about all of these different groups that we'll see how the industry progresses and how the movement progresses. But regenerative here is really becoming synonymous with all of those different stakeholders. And so in order to do right by that, we have to build a partnership strategy. And you and I have talked about how regenerative ag practices have been researched and implemented a little bit more in row crops and the, the large crops like corn and soy. And I really, as I look around, I see Bolthouse is one of the first people, leaders, companies in this field to really do this in the produce industry. And so how did, that's daring and exciting. And how do you think about that as being a leader in the produce industry? Yes, it's a really great point, and it definitely does feel daring on most days of the week as we're going after this. A couple things come to mind with some of the other crops that you've mentioned. In particular, we've seen uh, cotton, we've seen wheat being an area where regenerative is being taken on at a more rapid pace. And one of the most challenging pieces of it, well, first of all, if you're looking at cotton, you don't have to deal with food safety quality, right? And so it's both fantastic. That's uh, a part of the industry that is focusing on regenerative. And also there are many other implications that we need to consider as we're thinking about growing. I think for us, we really see it that in specialty crops, we need to start now because it's going to take an extended period of time to figure out how to adopt that for the particular crops that we're focused on. And so we need to start that R&D now. We need to focus, run into the challenges, and then work through them. I think we also, we like to refer to ourselves as optimistic agitators. That's really just in our DNA and in our company culture to say, all right, we know this is really going to be hard, but we always like to say, if not us, then who? So being leaders in the industry, what effect do you think this is going to have on other producers and just the industry as a whole? You know, you're the leader. What will the followers look like and, and what interaction will you have with other producers? I mean, our 
hope is that there's an opportunity to build scale collectively. So as others are interested in getting involved in regenerative agriculture, we recognize that in order for this, when, when I say this, I mean both the research and the commercialization of these products to work effectively, there needs to be some form of scale. And that needs to go all across the industry from growing all the way to shelf. And so what I hope that can look like is a way to build opportunity in the marketplace. I've heard examples of this happening on the animal side of regenerative, using all parts of the animal, no matter no matter what their particular business line is. So that's one very specific example. But that's one area or example that I've seen to say when you come together as an industry and ask the question, what is the future of soil health? What does the future of our land look like in a world that increasingly has pressures on our natural resources? This becomes an imperative for the future of farming and our food system. And that's a really big question to take on. And so where I hope and believe that it can go is for us to be able to collectively try to answer that question. Yeah. And I think, as you said, not trying to prove it, but saying, you know, scale it, like these are the principles that work and we're going to take them out there and we're going to have high yields and we might have problems, but we'll tell you about that too. And and so having a company like yours scale it, I think is going to be a great example and and de-risk some of these practices for people, I think. We certainly hope so. Yeah. So my podcast mostly focuses on technology and and other things I'm interested in. So what technology have you seen that helps you in this regenerative journey? And and have you had to develop things on your own, bring other things in, you know, use some of these partners? How are you looking at technology for this road? It's a great question. And if you go back to what we mentioned a few minutes ago, that idea of let's not just prove uh, the outcomes, let's actually think about accelerating it. Partnerships with ag tech companies has been a critical partnership strategy that we've taken so far. We've been partnering with Verdant Robotics as a way to say, how can we take the most challenging parts of the operations and streamline them. And so we're in discussions with them on a variety of different ways in which we can partner on technologies in order to accelerate that adoption and also make it more accessible and to bring down some of those costs. And so for us, we see it as a key unlock, a key enabler of regenerative agriculture, while every step of the way asking ourselves, are we staying true to the intentions and the core principles of regenerative agriculture? And what that can mean in this day and age. So we really see that as a core part of it. Yeah, I've done some work with those guys as well. And um, I, they're a really interesting company and really open-minded at looking at different ways of doing things and applying their technologies. And so that's, I bet that's a, a very good partnership of just trying out new things. So I, there's some confusion around, and you mentioned this a, a little bit earlier, but just thinking about organic and regenerative and sustainability and regenerative. And, and part of this is just semantics, but part of it is not, you know, it's actually regulations. And so you grow both organic and conventional and you're looking at regenerative in both of these areas. So talk to us a little bit about the difference and maybe clear up the confusion of regenerative is not organic and organic's not regenerative. Absolutely. So we are very well aware that in perhaps its purest form, 
regenerative agriculture would also need to be organic binding. Where we have taken the approach and what we're looking at is we currently have a 320-acre test plot that we are working on, and we do have an organic section and we have a non-organic section. Now, for the purists out there saying, whoa, whoa, you can't call it regenerative if it's not organic. What we're trying to do is say, we both want to understand what it means to develop regenerative organically for both today and the future. But as you mentioned, there is still a deep need and demand for conventional and organic. And so what we don't want to happen is for it to feel so either or to feel like they're at odds with one another. And so what we want to study is how can regenerative practices perhaps not full-fledged regenerative in a way that could be certified, but how could regenerative practices inform the future of farming, both conventionally and organically? Are there certain practices that can help improve our soil? If you go back to just the really high-level vision of what does it mean to commit and to want to commit to regenerative practices, we always call it soil-first farming, That's the mindset we're coming at it with. And regenerative is the process through which we can focus on soil first farming. And so with that in mind, it's absolutely critical to keep looking at how we're growing conventionally and organically and say, what can we continue to do given the practices and definitions in those camps to learn from regenerative practices to potentially pull those into certain operations And I think that's absolutely critical for the future of our food system. That's really well articulated. And I I think it's really important for people to really see that difference. And I, I think with regenerative, it's more based on outcomes. And you're really looking at, you know, we want to have healthy soils. And how can we do that in this location with this crop and these certain ways that we grow the crop? And so it's not an either or, and it's not a mandate. It's looking at the outcomes. of. So Bolt House is such an interesting company in that you're vertically integrated from the farm to the consumer. And so you have a much closer touch to the consumer than most producers do. How will you communicate to the consumer about regenerative? And will they make the distinction between regenerative, climate smart, organic? And will you try to make those distinctions? Or how do you think that's going to play out in in the consumer's mind? Yeah, Bonnie, that is a huge question. So I'll do my best to touch upon it. Being vertically integrated for us is extremely helpful. I am talking, chatting, calling, emailing all day, nearly every day with our farming team. And being able to get immediate input, feedback, and work together on that has been tremendous for us. So on that first part of the question, it's been an incredible partnership, and I'm just in awe of our farming team. The second piece of what you said is, I think we're truly in that messy middle right right now. And one of the things that we've worked really hard to address is the fact that we don't want to wait until all of that is perfectly defined to get started because there's a lot to figure out. So that's first and foremost. Right now, I think the only way we're going to figure out how to do this is by going straight through it rather than waiting until something is defined. We all need to be a part of that because the growers need to be at the forefront 
of helping to define that so that it can be realistic and adopt. I think the piece in terms of how this gets communicated out to consumers, there's a lot of levels to it, right? There could be a whole podcast just about the difference between organic and regenerative and how that's coming to life. And quite frankly, there's a lot of debates about that. So personally, I don't think that it is helpful to get caught in the minutia of that in terms of the communication piece. However, in order for there to be adoption, there needs to be a clear distinction. And that description is a very fine line. And so I don't have any magic answers, but suffice it to say that's at the core of some of the partnerships that we've discussed and the core of how we're thinking through trying to make this successful. I love that you're just doing it. You know, I mean, you could sit back and have a 10 year strategy plan and never get started. Right. So I love that you're just doing it and you'll make adjustments along the way. I think with some of some of your products that come in a package or a bottle, you have a little more room to tell the story, you know, on the label on some of the more whole produce, you know, it's harder to tell that label. So a lot of it will come down to your brand, I would think. And you've got such a great brand name already that, and then people can go to your website and read about your practices. And so that'll be interesting to see that. I think a lot of it will just come down to, we know Bolthouse, we know the brand, we can get information on what they're doing. And that's just going to be one wonderful for the whole industry, I think, to have that out there. So what are three things that you would like listeners to know about Bolt House and your regenerative program? Sure. One thing I'd like to say is if you're a listener who is interested in this space or think that there's a way to work together, you've heard me use the word partnership a lot of times now, please reach out. Uh, We really are focused on the future of farming and soil health. That is what gets us out of bed every morning to focus on this is we need to do this for our food system. And we hope that you all will join us in that journey. So that's the first thing that I would like to say. The second thing I'd like to say is I feel extremely lucky to be working on this with the team at Bolt House Farms. We are a combination of growers and farmers. We have a CPG business, we're manufacturers. And so we're able to bring in ingenuity from across the entire business. And it's a really intriguing and interesting way to go about it. And so it's just been a a great place to do it. And I think it's also a a reflection of, of the culture and how we're thinking about things. The fact that we can go to our farmers, ask how they want to think about soil health, and then go after it and bring it to life. And that's just been tremendous to see a lot of companies that would be very hard to do. And so we're excited to be getting this off the ground. And then the third thing is just as the ESG hub has been created, it's been this incredible partnership and just evidence about how environmental, social, and governance initiatives cannot and should not be siloed. It should be something that is across the company. And now when I'm working with our CPG partners or I'm talking to some other individual in the team, our farming group, we're making all of these connections because it's something across the whole organization. And so we're really excited to see how that continues to come to life. That's really great. I have been amazed in working with Bolt House. I've really just started working with different members of your team in the last year or so and just how innovation just permeates everything. And the innovation mindset is just amazing to me. And it's hard to, it's hard to do in agriculture. You know, it's hard to, because there's so many problems we're trying to solve and so many different problems that come up and solutions that maybe, you know, seem too risky, but I've really seen 
seen in Bolt House that people are willing to take the risk. They're willing to partner. They, you know, you know, you can't solve everything and you look for other people to work with. So I really look forward to watching your work on this and appreciate your leadership in this area. So if listeners want to get in touch with you or Bolt House, how should they do that? Absolutely. Feel free to send me an email. I'm over at shelby.lane at bolthouse.com, S-H-E-L-B-Y dot L-A-Y-N-E at bolthouse.com. And yeah, send me a note. I'd be happy to connect. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and we'll all be watching you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Bonnie. We appreciate it. The International Fresh Produce Association is bringing new technology to solve industry's big challenges through the new Fresh Field Catalyst Accelerator. The six-month immersive program works with technology companies outside of produce and floral to experience the challenges in our industry and develop innovative solutions for a healthier world. Applications are due April 4th. Find out more at freshproduce.com. You've been listening to Fresh Takes on Tech, a podcast from the International Fresh Produce Association. Keep connected with us by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you like what you've heard, please rate the show. That helps us keep delivering the latest on produce technology. Thank you for listening. Until next time.